When you're introduced to someone, how do you describe yourself? Well, today we're talking about what defines you on Cell Life Church Live. Welcome to Cell Life Church Live. Thank you for joining us as we share an inspirational message that is relevant to life today. Hello. Hi. Welcome to another webcast from the Cell Life Church studio. Thank you for taking a few moments out of your day to spend it with us. Yeah. Please be sure to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You don't want to miss any of our videos or teachings. Yeah. You can also find past teachings and messages there as well as on our website. Yep. We do have a couple of prayer requests this mm -hmm. week. The Cell Life Church family has had two ministers find themselves in the hospital this week, and they really do need your prayers. Yes. Pastor Ron Almberg, who is on our church council and also ministers alongside of us in Kenya, mm -hmm. was in a motorcycle accident this week and has some cracked vertebrae and ribs, and he's, he's really in a lot of pray, pain, so please be praying for him. Also, Pastor Tahir Mahmood of Cell Life Church Pakistan has found himself in the hospital with pneumonia, and he's actually been moved to three different hospitals <laughs> in crazy. Pakistan. So please pray for complete healing and speedy recovery, and also the necessary provision for their families during this time. Yeah, it's uh, just a terrible, terrible time. It is. So a few months ago, before COVID, um, I was meeting a friend for coffee at a local coffee shop back when you could do that. Uh, we do this fairly regularly. And, and you know, while we were sitting there chatting, uh, another gentleman walked up to say hello to my friend. Uh, my friend introduced us to each other and the gentleman asked me, so what do you do? And both my friend and I kind of chuckled. We looked at each other and chuckled and I started in sharing all the things that I do which is usually quite comical. It's a lengthy list. Uh, but here in America, as well as across much of the world, I'm sure, for as far back as anyone can remember, we have been defined by our occupation. In fact, many people have relatively simple family names which were derived from what their family did centuries ago. Family names like Baker, Farmer, Cook, and the like. Everyone knew what you did and what you were about just by your occupation. Mm -hmm. People made assumptions about you because of your occupation. Hi, I'm Brian the Preacher. <laughs> but that's not all I am or do. I'm a dad. I serve my community by driving a school bus. I volunteer my time working with Boy Scouts as a Scoutmaster. I'm a member of many organizations. No single one of these wholly defines me. That's right. Sometimes we define ourselves or others by our family name. Some family names started simply like Johnson and Thompson, which were derived from John's son or Tom's son. Mm -hmm. they, become, they became very common family names. Yeah. There are other names which are unique like Rockefeller or Gates. What about Churchill or Windsor? Mm -hmm. These are famous family names that many of us have heard or know. Mm -hmm. But do they define each person who has one of these names? That's a great question. You know, we can define ourselves by where we were born. 
also. You know, I was born in a region of the United States that's known as New England. Uh, I'm a New Englander, and I grew up thinking that made me pretty special and unique. I still think that sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I have met many people from England, or Old England, uh, and I have found that there really is not much new about New England. We're very similar to our cousins across the ocean. Where you were born and raised does influence your worldview. It does help form your perspective of others. But is there any difference between being born in the United States or France, Pakistan or China, Brazil or Kenya? Does being born somewhere define you? How about our past? We tend to define ourselves by our past accomplishments or our past failures. <laughs> Make no mistake, <laughs> friends, what is past is past. Yes, it is. Past accomplishments can be anchors, keeping you from seeing what is ahead just as much as past failures can. Yes, they can. Reliving successes you had in the past over and over does not help you move forward in what you are meant to be doing right now. Yeah, yeah, so true. What about faith? Does the church you belong to or are a part of define you? Does it matter whether you are Methodist or Presbyterian, Pentecostal or Episcopal, Anglican or Baptist? Does the denomination of the church you attend or grew up in define who you are? You know, it's funny how we are. We want to define ourselves and show ourselves in the best light when we meet people. You know, we all succumb to it to varying degrees. We throw in tidbits of information about ourselves, trying to define ourselves before the person we are meeting can come to any conclusions on their own. We all do it. I'm really bad at it. Uh, we also automatically make assumptions about others depending on how they define themselves. Now, we are here to tell you today that none of that is important in defining ourselves. Right. There's only one thing that defines us and gives us purpose. There is but one we need to impress, and that is God. Yes. How do we define ourselves then? Well, we ask God. We ask him what his thoughts were as he created us. Look at Psalm 139, 13 through 16. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Mm. Oh, great verse. We first define ourselves as a creation of God. Yeah. Not just any creation, but a unique creation that is wonderfully made with a plan and a purpose. Amen. Amen. God created you for a new, unique plan and purpose that only you can fulfill. Mm -hmm. Sure, there are others that can do the job, but only you can do it the way he created you to do it. That's right. Only you can achieve all God created for you. No one else can. You are the perfect fit for the plan and purpose God created you for. Yes. Yes, you are. And this goes even deeper in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. 
you know, God's plans and purposes for you are not to harm you. Mm -hmm. They're not to bring you despair or calamity. God's plans for you are to bring you success. They're to give you hope in the midst of this dying world, even during COVID. (laughs) Um, God's plans and purposes for you give you hope and fulfillment, and they help define who you are. So now we are a creation of God created with a distinct purpose. But how else does someone who follows Jesus define themselves today? Well, we define ourselves with the part that we play in the body of Christ. Look at 1 Corinthians 12, verses 14 through 27. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. Mm. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Mm -hmm. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving great honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now, you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. What a great passage of scripture. Um, Wow. Each one of us has a place in the body of Christ, the church. Mm -hmm. This is part of what defines us. The role we play, it is especially important to note that no part is more important than any other part. For the church, the body of Christ, to function properly, we all must do our part and do what we were designed and destined to do by God himself. Amen. Jesus referred to himself many ways. He most commonly referred to himself as the son of man. Mm -hmm. He also said he was the bread of life. And again, that he was the way, truth, and the life. When asked if he was the son of God, he said he was. Jesus's definition of himself always pointed to God. Yes, it did. The way he described himself pointed to reconciliation with God and the redemption of mankind. Yeah, yeah. So how do you define yourself? Is it with a title or a degree? Maybe it is with your occupation or merely by your family name. I choose to simply define myself as Brian, redeemed creation and servant of God, following Jesus Christ. 
Frankly, friends, that is all that matters. All my past accomplishments are irrelevant. All that matters is that I am redeemed by the shed blood of Jesus Christ, and I'm a new creation dedicated to serving God by doing exactly what he created me to do. Yeah. What did God create you for? What role do you have in the body of Christ? How do you spread the love, grace, mercy, forgiveness, and hope of Jesus Christ in this world? That is what should be defining you. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes. We hope this has been time well spent for you. Yeah. If you have questions or comments about this or any of our other teachings, please contact us using one of the methods in the closing of the video in just a moment. If you have comments or questions about this or any of our other teachings, then feel free to contact us. All the ways to do that are in the closing of the video in just a moment. Till next time. Be encouraged in Jesus' name. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Cell Life Church Live. We hope you've been encouraged. If this message touched you in some special way and you would like to contact us, you may do so on our Facebook page, website, this YouTube channel, or email. We enjoy hearing how these messages impact your life. Would you consider supporting Cell Life Church financially? Contributions can be made online and are tax deductible in the United States. Details for giving can be found on our website at www.celllifechurch.tv. 